Hi, Art Supply Posse. It's Kim. Today's guest is the creator of some truly beautiful pieces of art. I recently completed an online course she offers, and uh, I was partway through the first lesson when I knew I just had to get her into the posse. If exploring fun and beautiful ways to use the paper and ephemera that comes into our daily lives is something that interests you, then I know you will enjoy this conversation. Hello and welcome to the Art Supply Posse, Colleen. It's so nice to have you here. Oh, I'm happy to be here. I'm really happy to be here. Good. So good. So good having you here. I mean, oh, I just, I just, I'm trying to hold myself back from launching straight into everything I want to go to because my brain is just so busy with so many things. But I'm going to take it slow. I'm going to ease into the conversation for the sake of the listeners because, you know, they want, they want a bit of easing into things. And I want to know who exactly is Colleen Atara? Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, who is Colleen Atara? Colleen Atara is, uh, she's an artist. Mm-hmm. She uh, is a healer. She's a writer. She's a really good friend. She's an incredible free spirit. She's celebrating a birthday today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to add that in there. An Aquarian. Yeah. yeah. Um I I often say um, I'm a writer, I'm a mixed media artist, and a lot of times if I have to sum up what I do, I would say I give people places to hold things. Mm-hmm. So I teach people how to um, put all kinds of emotions, joy and heart and pain, I give them a place to hold that so that they can travel through life a little later. So I'm always sharing my process, mm-hmm. basically. I love it. So how did art come to be such a big part of your life? So um, how did I start? Um, I was really super corporate. Mm-hmm. And I worked in television and I worked at TV stations and I was in sales and I worked for ABC and I worked for uh, Fox Um and I sold airtime. And then I kept trading money that I made for more time. And when I left ABC, I had a job share. And uh, then I went to, well, I, I left a- ABC, it was full time. Then I went to Fox for a job share. And uh, I, I, I just, I just wanted more time at home. Mm-hmm. So eventually I left the career and uh, I um, I just started creating. Like that opened up a huge window for me of creativity. Mm-hmm. And I had the background, I had the sales background that I really didn't care if I was for everyone. I yeah. was okay with that. Yeah. Um, and what was most important to me was that my art was okay for me. And uh, I felt like there was this, you know, once once we allow an opening, once we say no to something and yes to something, there's space that we create. And when I created that space, all of this art and creativity came in. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of makes sense in, in a way when you put it that way. Yeah, I um I was super creative as a child. I was like one of those kids that had an imaginary friend. I talked to myself. Um 
I had to be pulled out of my room. It was like, you must come out. You have to come out. I was, I would be up there like for eight hours. I had like imaginary worlds. So um, it wasn't, you know, once I had the time and space to return to that, it was, it was pretty, uh, it was pretty easy. So how then did art journals become a thing for you, a process? Like did you specifically go to that first? Was it like something else but that you then, then fell into it? Like what was sort of, what was it initially like for you once you had that time? What were you creating then, maybe now compared to now even? Well, you know, it's um, I didn't art journal to create anything pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been, I, I've been a writer, like I have my first journal at five. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was always writing. I was always trying to get the words out. Yep. And then about 13 years ago, my mom was super ill and we had absolutely no words. Like there's just a point of illness when words don't work. So we decided to use other people's words. And I read my mom, the book secret life of bees by Mm -hmm. Suma. And, um, it was, it was really glorious. We had her words. And then before she passed away, I had this incredible urge to use that book. I wanted to alter that book. Mm -hmm. So that is how it started. It really started as a way to put myself back together. Mm-hmm. And it it worked beautifully. Yeah. I mean, it it really it was kind of uh, it gave me a place like to to say hard stuff and to to remember things and to um, to really process. So after she passed away, I went away and I finished that. And and what I had done was I had ripped out like you know hundreds of pages from the book. Mm-hmm. I used certain words as prompts, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and that was the first book. So it was highly personal. Yeah. And I really never felt like it would be anything I shared in art. Mm-hmm. And then I was doing um, I was doing art in hospitals. I was doing big installations out of recycled materials. And I went to a convention and there was a poetry reading. And I had brought that book with me because I wanted to see if there was something I could do in hospitals with uh, patients. And um I just felt this calling to go get this book and bring it down. And I walked into this huge room, this poetry reading that I've never been part of. And I walked in the back door and they said, one more person can come to the stage. And I raised my hand from the back and I got up and I just read a few pages. And um, a woman was in the audience from a bereavement journal, actually in London. And she asked me if she could publish this story. Wow. So it got published in a bereavement medical journal in London. I wrote it and um and that was really the beginning. That was mm-hmm. the beginning and it was never ever meant to be public. I ne- I did it completely for me. Um and uh then it became very public. Mm-hmm. So do you think like do you think that's the key if we're just talking about the act, the act of art journaling itself as opposed to the making of which is you know which is part of what can be learned from your courses and things do you think just an art journal is or can be certainly a place to well I guess in a way therapy right because it sounds like it was for you in a way totally therapy yeah it it really 
it completely, I felt like it completely put me together. So after my mom passed away, I went away by myself and I, um, you know, I completed that, but I had nothing. I had none of the tools that you now see in my classes. I could yeah. do none of that. It was raw. It was hand stitched. I was using like um, mistake paint from house painting. <laughs> I mean, there was just nothing. Yeah. And yet it is so glorious and so good. And I could capture the words and the essence and the feeling. And I knew that. I had something that made me feel uh, whole, put I me back together again. In that regards, that's a case of the art materials, the art supplies not getting in the way. Like you just oh used what was right there and you got yeah. that. I mean, that's still that. what I do, Kim. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there's not really much change in that, right? Because <laughs> like, anyway. yeah. yeah. I'm still doing that. I'm just so much better at it. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, you know, but... Um, I think that's the beauty of it is it's like, we're putting ourselves between the pages. Yeah. You know, we have so much we have to hold right now, mm-hmm. especially in the world right now. Mm-hmm. So if I can give people a place to like travel a little bit lighter. Yeah. That's basically what I do. Well, I can like, if I think of myself, so I've since completing your course, or even I actually did two, I think during the course, I have done five, I call them mini art journals because they're just, I make them quite small. And They're very tiny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And every they're single. They're tiny sacred. Yeah, yes. every single one is completely different, like totally. totally different. And you can look at it and go, oh, that's kind of an emotion that was coming out on that particular day when I was doing that page because I didn't do it all in one sitting, of course, because I don't have time for that kind of thing. So some of them I may have done in a couple of hours. The others might have taken me, you know, pinches of time here, there and everywhere. But you still get an overarching feeling or emotion coming out. And it's amazing to just think something so small, something so compact can have so much emotion to it and so much beauty to it. It's it's fascinating to me. It really is. And honestly, I'd love to know the psychology behind those sorts of things like that's a whole nother, whole nother story, I think, but it is just, they're little capsules, they're capsules of time, I guess, they are. what they are. They are, they are. And they're, um, you know, one of the things that I, I teach in that course is thread stories where we can talk mm. with thread. Mm. Yeah, that's beautiful. So I don't need words. So for instance, I used an example that was really powerful in the class, like, um, you know, four stitches going across and then one going uh, down and that was lines crossed. You know, mm. something happened that day that made me feel unsettled. Mm-hmm. So I can just capture it. I don't have to like write. I don't have to be like this, that, who said what. It was just, it's captured, mm. right? Yeah, definitely. And you remember that yeah. and you know that. I know exactly. I can look at any of those books and I can tell you, based on what I did, like, it's just like your hands, you know, the key is you turn your head off and you turn your hands and your heart up. Yeah. And, but, but you have to trust. You also have to let go to do that. Yeah. True. So 
what made you like what came first were you were you creating these for yourself and then you decided to teach them or were you creating them for yourself but doing something else artistically as well like sort of when or what's what's that whole art process like for you like because you mentioned you touched before we started recording for the sake of the listeners that it's not just the online courses that you do you have you yeah. offer a product so to speak as well so like what is that whole artistic world like for you? What does it all encompass? So there's probably four parts to my business. Mm -hmm. Um, And one is very seasonal. So the one I'm in right now is something called One Little Word. Mm -hmm. And it's a movement to where people pick a word of the year. And I script it in my handwriting out of salvage. And, um, and they are just making this word visible. Mm -hmm. So for me, my word this year is curious. My word last year was ask, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, ask harder things of myself, ask more questions. Um, And this year, curious feels like a extension of that. Like curious is not judgmental. So if I don't agree or don't understand, I can like, listen, I can, I can be curious. I can also be curious about myself. Like, why am I feeling that? Like, what's going on in me? Like, what's this about? Like, we're, we're living, like, we are living through history right now. So it's so awesome to be able to stop and ask, like, what does that feel like? Mm -hmm. Um, So I ship these all over the world and you and I, boom. (laughs) notice. Okay, great. Amazon shipping is coming in. Um, Excellent. (laughs) You know what? I don't really care. I mean, I, I know like I should be like, but this is how my classes are too. Correct. You know, so let's like, keep, let's keep are, yeah. I like sneeze It nothing matters to me. So anyway, so onward, this is just in line with who I am. This is real so, life. <laughs> this is real life. This is how I roll. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I do that and, and I think that's awesome, but um, it's also tied to writing because I also write a message on every single package. So I write a personal message to the person that ordered it with their word in it. Mm-hmm. And it's almost, uh, so it's kind of like a little bit of magic and a little bit of mystic, yeah. like, cause I'm interpreting how they feel about it. So I'm yeah. not sure if they order the word or the message. Okay, at this point. <laughs> a bit of both maybe. Yeah. So I, so that's where I'm at with that. So then, um, the art journals, I do not sell my art journals. Um, but I use the words, I have a greeting card line that I sell across the country and I use the words from my art journals because it's so raw and it's so real Mm. that I couldn't tap that kind of feeling if I was like, okay, let's write like a sympathy card. Like I have to, has to be deeper. Yeah. So um, I'm allowed, I I can actually like mine for treasure in my own work. And then I make prints and then um, I do some original work as well. Uh, I love thread, but you know that Kim. Yes. (laughs) I love thread. Yeah. Um, One of the things I wrote is uh, the tangles keep us close. Yeah. So I believe that if we, there weren't tangles, um, we wouldn't have the relationships that we have. Like we have to be tangled to be, to get untangled. We have to do deep work. So I, I, I kind of love that. And then um, I have live workshops at my studio. I have a studio that's on um, 237 acres. It's, um, I rent from a township. It's a historic farm. I'm in a little stone cottage um, with a lot of land around me. And um, that's been beautiful for COVID. So I call them fresh mm-hmm. air workshops. People yeah. come from 
all over. And uh, what else? Uh, and then I teach online, which okay. has been kind of insane because I thought I can never get the energy that I have in person online, but it's really intimate. Yeah, you've done a really good job of it. Like from someone who yeah. is on the other side of the globe, your passion and your enthusiasm and everything has just it just come through first straight at first very first video I watched which is the one where you had uh, recorded it and we couldn't see things properly and I laughed so much and I'm like, oh, I'm looking forward to yeah, this. Yeah, I'm like, thing. okay, like where like yeah. I, I had to like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go in and redo this because clearly half my face is missing. I mean, it is un unbelievable. I mean, it really is. But, you know, that's the glory of it. Like, yeah. um, I mean, I, I just feel like I'm, I'm a really good teacher, mm -hmm. but – um, I'm a completely flawed human. Well, we all so, are, really. I yeah, mean, if so, I mean, you they're not, then they're lying. Yeah, like, there's no perfection. Like, there's no. just zero perfection. So I have very little ground rules when I teach online. Um, for me personally, um, if I'm on camera, I can't have anything in my eye, like any, any <laughs> things in my eye. I can't have anything in my nose. I can't have anything in my teeth, and I can't have any breast falling over and out. That's my only, those are my four guidelines for yeah. showing up on camera. So once I lowered the standard that low, it was like, oh God. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Like I, I can do this. I'm totally yeah. fine. Of course. Of course. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's also been interesting because I actually learned for myself because if mm -hmm. I teach in a group, which is, glorious like let's say there's six people or eight people those people are going to dictate what we learn yeah by what they ask me right yeah of course yeah and so when i do an online class i dictate the speed yeah so that was the difference that i didn't understand so i could actually you'll actually hear me be like have like these aha moments like oh my god i can't believe we did look at this do you see this because i'm learning yes yeah, and that definitely comes through. Yeah. Definitely. So when you're like doing my head down. when you're doing, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're right. When you're doing an in-person workshop, how do you help guide someone to that process of getting out what they need to get out? Like, obviously, you just said they're going to ask questions, so they're going to guide the teaching to an extent. But I would imagine you probably get people who. Are a little reserved about getting that. Like they know they want to. They know they want to create something along the lines of what you offer and what you do. They wouldn't be there otherwise. But how do you help them overcome? I guess in a way it could be a fear of getting yeah. out the emotion and the feelings that they need to get out. Um, it's really interesting. Um, I have like maybe like. I was thinking about this. I probably have like three different people that come to my workshops. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now it's getting crazy over here. Um, <laughs> I have three different people come into my workshops and um, they would be like a type A personality yep. that can't get out of the lines. And I have a lot of therapists that come. I could have doctors. I could have lawyers, like really like, wow. and, and I could have people cry in my workshops because it's like, it's really hard for yep. people because what I think, I think the most beautiful part is in the part you didn't expect. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I'm trying to get them to be looser. Yep. 
Um, so I, I have that person and then I have a person who used to be creative as a child and kind of lost it. Yeah. And then I have a full fledged artist that mm-hmm. comes to me. So I have those three different people. Um, I would say the way I get them to do that, Kim, and that's such a good question is I'm super vulnerable mm-hmm. with them. Yep. So I show them everything and I show them like, I can almost show you anything I do. And if I asked you what you liked best in that area, it would be what was a mistake or what I was working a little harder on because I didn't think it was okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, li- I'm a little bit past that, but if we go past like to my early journals, um, you know, mistakes are just such opportunities Mm-hmm. to work a little bit harder and a little bit smarter and a little bit more creatively. Yeah. So I think once they get that and they come back like to my, especially people who are near me, they come back over and over again and it's, oh, wow. it's awesome. So I get to know them and I get to see the progress and I get to happy dance with them because <laughs> I know that they tore a piece of paper and they didn't use a pair of scissors. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is so, <laughs> so I see that. I see the, you know, the growth. Yeah. So are those so, people, particularly the type A's is, is sort of where I'm thinking more, are they continuing on with any of this in their life aside from when they're doing workshops with you or is it literally only, you know, they come and see nope. you three times a year and that's the only time they do anything like that at nope, all? Nope, they do it on their own. Wow. And they'll send me pictures and they'll show me and they take my online workshops, which is just like, <laughs> wow, wow, this is like getting crazy. But it's it's exciting because there's a difference and they can yeah. see that I'm able to show to slow everything down yeah. and just really communicate. Yeah. So it feels deeper to them too, even it's though they know me. Funny because like I know when I was doing the course, my – I tend to use scissors all the time, not for any reason other than just I always have, right? And then you're like, just rip it. And I'm thinking, oh, I suppose I could. And I did. <laughs> yeah. And I'm suddenly like tearing everything, just going, oh, no, this has all got to be like this. Like it, it is. So, And I'm not even like a type A, so I can imagine how freeing and but also scary it would be for them that first time. They must be, yeah, scared and excited and almost like a kid in a lolly shop. But it's kind of like that, right? Like the yeah. things that free us up are scary. Yes. Like we don't get that because it's easy. We get that because we had to overcome something. And then we're like, oh, my God, this feels so good. And then <laughs> we're free. And, I mean, just ripping paper. I mean, like just ripping paper is yeah. like so good. Yeah. Well, it goes against like. You know, you kind of, I mean, you're not explicitly taught, but you're kind of taught to cut things with precision, you know, from a child. Like it's kind of like becoming adult as you stop tearing things and you use scissors or a knife. Like that's that whole thing. And it's like it doesn't have to be. And it's incredibly freeing and it's surprising at how freeing it is to not use scissors and just tear something. Like that That tiny little thing in itself is amazing. Totally. Totally. And it's it, so it's like, for me, it's like capturing a thought process and then I'm actually doing work that yeah. I have not planned. Like yeah. I'm just working. Yes. Yes. It's it, That's the other thing I think that struck me was how unplanned it all is. And yet it still comes together beautifully. Like, could, yep. Yeah. 
that struck me. That was yeah. weird. That was weird. There was no plan. I just sat down and started and then like, oh, how does this work? It seems to work. I can't work it out, but it seems to work. It always works. It works. <laughs> it works because it's just the process. And, and I think we all have everything we need mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, like besides art, like we have what we need, but uh, we may not just see it. Like we have to kind of realize that it's all there anyway. Mm-hmm. Now I know because I the the online course we had a little peek into your studio we saw little flashes and and grass with the studio but what is your studio like like describe your workspace for somebody who hasn't seen oh it now God. and I'm I'm also thinking here of course the beauty and portability of what you create with these tiny little journals because you can literally be anywhere doing it but what is your your space like. It's, it's really magical. Um, it's a little tiny cottage, some say from the 1600s, maybe about 500 square feet. Wow. And you walk in through the kitchen and then there's a little bathroom off to the side. So if you went in the bathroom, you know, there's all this inspirational stuff. I write on the mirror. The shower is filled with all kinds of stuff. Like if you look behind the curtain, God help you. Um, <laughs> In the kitchen, I disconnected the stove. It's an actual kitchen, and the oven is filled with art supplies. (laughs) And it has a jeweler's table and this old vintage little, like, formica table and uh, ladders and a clothesline that goes across and a, Mm -hmm. a crystal chandelier. And then there's a couch in the living room as you go in, and it's like a $15 um, golden turquoise couch and this, you know, $10 velvet chair. It's just, it's really, it's like the best place in the whole wide world. Mm -hmm. Um, There's, there's really, there is books and a drill press and power tools. Um, There's no internet and there's a coffee maker, a microwave, a sewing machine, and a drill press. And then the back room is where I work. So um, I've been there almost 12 years and uh, it's changed so many times. It's changing right now. Um, because I, I have a little area in my husband's office. It's a closet with a very low door that I could hit my head on. It's like a hobbit hole door and I can ship out of there. So I've moved all of my shipping. So now like it's just pure space and art. So now I'm moving the shelving that was behind me when I taught. Yeah. Um, all that's out. Oh, it's Do you, do you think the space you're creating in affects what goes into your art? Totally, totally. And um, my number one job is to inspire myself. Mm-hmm. Like I can't do anything unless I'm inspired. Yeah. So I have to kind of keep that going all the time. And um, and that space, it just, it remakes itself. Like I can move furniture. I can change things. I mean, I've I've had the table that's in the front room has been in every single room. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not like anything stays. Yeah. Um, and some things are as the first day I moved in there. There are some things like there's pictures and something I wrote. Um, you know, my husband helped me um, when I first got in there and he, I am an eyeballer. So mm-hmm. I don't like measure stuff that I hang on the wall. Mm-hmm. So we wrote on a board, like, I'm an eyeballer. And it's still there, you know. Like, <laughs> so many words. It makes no sense to anybody else. No. Um, but 
it's, it, you know, there's still, there's certain things that never change and, mm-hmm. and there's not a lot of those things, but yeah. then there's certain things that change all the time. So. That behind you, because uh, listeners obviously get the audio only, but I am lucky enough to have video with you so I can see your kind of area around you. That picture behind you, is that one of your original artworks? It is not one of mine. Um, I can, um, she has a name and I just looked it up the other day and it's a little bit foreign and it's this portrait on like fabric that I absolutely love. And this oh, wow. is my kitchen. So oh, okay. you have like a, another formica table. <laughs> words in the windows, which yeah. are like trust and breathe. And, you know, I, I just live with a lot of positivity. Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful um, thoughts. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so, so much. Do you find yourself looking at, and I guess maybe you, maybe you don't notice it, maybe you do, do you find yourself looking at things that come into your life every day in a different way? If we compare Colleen when she was, she was that corporate person to Colleen now, the artist, like are you coming across paper and, and, and findings and things when you go for walks maybe that prior to your artistic spice you know to what you do now maybe you just didn't see them or did you always see them and just didn't have the chance to act on them um I saw things differently than other people so I saw different things and um it's really interesting like one of my daughters she has many stories the one who's going to be 24 but Mm -hmm. one of them she would say was we were at an art fair and I bought something and she said to me, oh, my God, that woman's nails, they were like 20 inches long. Did you see those nails? And I never saw the nails. <laughs> like I was, my focus wasn't on there. So I'm super focused on what I'm focused on. And like, you, like she couldn't scratch me with them. I did not see them. And she was like, what do you mean you didn't see them? They were like curly and long. And um, there was 10 of them. But anyway. Um, so, but now... Um, if you walk with me anywhere, I'm always looking and picking stuff off the ground and I'm mm-hmm. putting them in my pockets. Mm-hmm. And the first, the start of the tiny sacred class was that I found a piece of wet cardboard on a canal mm-hmm. with my uh, husband and daughter and I picked it up and they were like, we're not even going to ask you. We're uh-huh. not going to ask you what's in your pocket. We know it's going to be something. And I turned it in. I peeled the cardboard, which was yes. what that class was. So it was yes. wet already, and I yeah. peeled it. So it's not like, you know, that was something I found by looking on the ground. Mm. And then this whole thought process opened up. So, yes, I'm like that constantly. I, I see nothing obvious. Yep. And I see everything that's probably not obvious. It's a fascinating way to look at look at things. It, like, it, you know, it is, and it's also fascinating for those that travel very closely through life. <laughs> like, oh my god! Like, no, I, I didn't see that at all. But do you see this? Do you see this little stick? You know, so it's- yeah. But what you're doing is you're noticing small moments of beauty that are there just maybe they're not noticed by somebody else. To someone else, they could just be junk or rubbish or not even exist. But you see them and you recognize their potential as something completely different. I do. Do you ever see something and think it wouldn't work? In an artist, and in a in a whether it's in a journal or, or whatever. Like is there anything is there somewhere you just wouldn't go with something? 
Um, the only thing I probably wouldn't use is the things you would buy purposely to use. Yep. <laughs> okay. So other than that, it's fair game. Like you won't see me go and be like, oh, like I'm not going to buy like any like little thing. You know, like there's a lot of things that can look like little keys or look yes. like little watch pieces, yes. right? Yes. I'm going to find the keys. I'm going to find the watch pieces. I'm going to mm-hmm. take them apart. Mm-hmm. I'm going to... I'm going to dismantle something. Um, yesterday, what I love to do is I love to go and buy old dresses or clothes like that are just dry rotted and holy. And I get them for $5 and then I take everything apart. And that's uh-huh. what I was working on. I'm just taking apart because those seams are amazing, right? Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. what I'm interested in. And I'm not even interested in the front of the dress. I want that underneath of it. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to turn it inside out and then I'm going to cut that. Yeah, look, and then I'm gonna just, pull it apart. You're seeing the yeah. beauty that isn't seen by others. Exactly. Or isn't so even I want, usually seen. Yeah, so I am not interested at all in anything that's uh, that's out there mm. like that. Like I'm I'm interested in basic art supplies. Like I have, you know, I, I have lots of paint and I have you know, I have gessos and I, I have I have glazes and I have, you know, all kinds of mediums, but I'm mm. not like anything like you know, like here's something to put on your page, not interested. Yeah. So why do you think you're so drawn particularly to thread? Because I find that fascinating and having started in playing with it now after after doing the course, I have fallen in love with the idea of it and using it. It's just it's another beautiful way of, for me, incorporating things into what I'm doing. But why, why is thread so important and fabric so important to you? Do you know, like have you ever stopped to think about that? Well, I think like something I'll do is um, if I have a favorite skirt or something, I might cut a piece out of the inside of it to put mm-hmm. into a book because I'm always trying to put pieces of something back together. Yeah. And I think like these are like things we wear and they're they're next to our skin and mm. they tell stories and they're full of color and texture. Like they're just the best. I just cannot fathom not being madly in love (laughs) with this kind of stuff. I mean, I just, um, I also love the idea um, of almost like a rebirth, like Mm -hmm. giving something like, and I want to say it's almost a defiance. Yeah. Like there's a big part of me that's like, so you don't think there's any value in this really? Mm -hmm. So let me show you. Yeah. And that's always been like a little bit of a defiant artist. Like, you know, I'm not going to go buy the mainstream stream stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm going to find it in the places that I'm going to find it in the pieces you throw out. Well, it helps speaks to you as an artist and separates you from the next person too, because it's so much, so much of it is personal and so much of it is you, um, which you don't just come across, you know, especially with mass produced things. No, and, and I do have a greeting card line, but the, yeah. the greeting card line is even sewn and then it's mm-hmm. reproduced. But, um, you know, I'm messing with stuff. I'm taking pictures. I'm changing the composition. I'm doing all my own original writing. I'm putting the sky at the bottom of the card instead of the top. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely playing. So it's still um, you. It's still you. No, it's very me. Yeah. Very me. Like there's um, – I think it's important that like when you have a business that you have like a certain – you know, code that you follow. And for mm-hmm. me, there's a reusing code and there's a finding beauty. Yep. You know, and all the pieces left behind. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, I like it. And you can you can certainly get well from the from the course and you know, obviously I've browsed your your Instagram and, and website and things to try and get a feel for you uh, you know, doing research and you can that comes across. Like that speaks to me. That's that's telling me who Colleen is. She is you know, she reuses and, and finds beauty and, and, and that sort of thing. So it's it's certainly yeah, it works. It's doing its it's doing its job. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And, and I'm like, going to be like your worst. It's like this woman, it was so late at night and she had all, like, what's going on with her email over there? Anyway, <laughs> No, it's okay. So I'm curious, are you working on something every single day of your life? Like, do you ever have downtime at all? Or is it just art is so much ingrained in you, so much a part of who you are now that you just do it every day anyway? Uh. I would say this, actually, this last course, this tiny sacred course, kind of, it was, these pieces are so tiny mm. that you'll see pictures of me working in my lap. Like, they're with me all the time. Yep. All the time. There's something in progress. So do I work on it every day? No. But do I probably work on them five days a week? Yeah. And do I stitch something? Yeah. Yeah. Um, do I think, like, the other day... Do I think art is always making? No. So I may just go there and clean my desk and arrange pieces mm -hmm. to get my mind working. Yeah. So I can return. And then there might be two days till I get to my studio. And um, so, but but my mind is always thinking of things yeah. to create. So yeah. Mind is on. Yes. But there's other things I have to do. Yeah, <laughs> I still have to have food in this house. Damn it. <laughs> clean clothes right yeah right but, um, so i still have to do stuff i have to ship orders i have to like you know just like the background you know just like the business of maintaining a business is huge oh. do i have envelopes do i have this ink do i have this that i need like you have to be able to you have to think ahead enough to make sure you have all you mm -hmm. know all that you need to fulfill um but they are a part of my thought process at all times. And I may actually just put two stitches in something before bed. Yeah. It's not yeah. a big, it doesn't have to be no. a big thing. I think that that was probably one of the bigger takeaways for me was, and I think it's why I've become, I guess, addicted is the right word for these tiny little journals. They, they are addicting. They truly are. But it's yeah. a good addiction. It's it is really a great addiction. addiction. Healthy. Addiction. Yeah. yeah, it made me realize and be aware that it's totally okay not to spend even an hour on something, that it is nope. okay to just pull 10 minutes here and there. Absolutely. Like I think I got caught up in that thing of, oh, you've got to dedicate time for your art and you have to, you know, like a great big process. And you made me realize that, no, it's okay. And you can still create beautiful, magical things in short spaces of time. And that I think is so important for so many people because we are busy, you know, we have so much on in our lives. And at least this way you can make something beautiful and not feel guilty about not spending time, you know, doing whatever else that should be going, the chores and the boring things that we have to exactly. do. Exactly. <laughs> because it's not about the outcome. Because if you trust the process, right, you're going to have the outcome. Yeah. But you just, it's really about you being able to pour yourself into something. Mm -hmm. So it's like a release. Mm -hmm. And in December, I just did a whole journal that every time, like, I had thoughts, like, I wanted to really slow down the month. And so 
when I, you know, when I did, I would do like a stitching meditation. So I would do, let's say four crosses, like, or four X's or Mm -hmm. four stitches. And I would do like, I'd think about, you know, my son, may Mm -hmm. he be well, may he be safe. Um, May he be peaceful. May he be, you know, whatever. And every time I did that was a stitch. Nice. So when I look back on that December journal, I can see all those intentions. I can see a car ride with my in-laws and a dog and my daughter and my husband in a car that was way too packed. And I just <laughs> and I can look and I can capture that day in those yeah. stitches. I can just be like, oh my God, this is the best page ever. Yeah. Because I was able to during all the conversation. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that's what it's really about. It's about a capture. And one of the things I talked about in the class was um, who you're near as you stitch. Mm-hmm. They're part of the book. Yeah. So if you're sitting there and you're, you know, you're watching TV, you're, you're next to your mom, you're next to your dog, you know, that's, they're, they're, they're in there. They're in there, yeah. And someday you're going to look back, you're going to look at that page and you're going to know that you did that. Yeah. Yeah. You may not have a picture of it, but you have it. So yeah. That's kind of what it's like for me. Yeah. I think it's the connection of using your hands, using your mind, but not actually thinking so much and the people that are around you or whatever is around you is what somehow it's so it's hard to actually get the right words but somehow that is incorporated into what you've done yeah I I I mean yeah as I said I've only done five but I I can certainly the very first one I did I can pick that up and I have and looked at it and gone oh I was sitting at the kitchen table my husband was on the, the couch over here he was talking about this this and I'm like how do I remember these things? Because you shouldn't, because they were only minute little things in life, yet they're somehow captured on, on, on the page of this. It's strange and magical and wonderful. Well, at the end of the day, that's really where everything is good, right? It's in mm. the, like, that's what we want is those moments. Yeah. Like, we're not looking for the crazy, like, let me get a COVID test. Like, let me, <laughs> like, we're living through through nuttiness. And when we sit on the couch and we just have a moment to watch something and, and we're just trusting our hands, we're trusting that we have enough. Right. Mm -hmm. So what do you see? You, you mentioned that the word for, for this year, what did you say your word was curious? So what do you see curious bringing you this year? What does Curious bring me this year? Um, Curious really brings me the ability to to work and trust. Mm -hmm. So I just I just trust that it's going to unfold. Mm-hmm. Like we can't really have plans now, right? I'm supposed no. to be on vacation right now. I'm supposed yeah. to be in an airplane. I'm supposed to be somewhere else, but I'm not. <laughs> and and so it just allows me this year and the word allow me to trust that everything is going to be as it should. Mm-hmm. Like I will, other things will bubble up in me that I want to teach, right? Yeah. There's like yeah, a bubbling. Course. It comes up, yeah. it like boils. And then I'm like, oh, Okay, I want to share this. And then I'm like, first, I'm like, things will come up. Things will be fine. Things will be as they should be. Yeah. And um, so it's really just about 
trusting this year. And I, and I feel like, like the other day there was a light snow and I just like, I could feel like the snow on my face and the water. And I just, I just like from the, you know, from like this rain and snow mix. And I just want to be like present, you know, I just want to be like, I feel like this whole time in our history, like I just want to be like fully alive and present Mm -hmm. and I want to get all the tiny little things in. I like it. So, so as some sort of final thoughts, what, what would you say to somebody we've had, you know, listeners, they've got through the episode, they're incredibly inspired they want to start maybe doing something like this themselves. Like how would you point, where would you point them? Obviously your court, your online course, of course, is the, the, you know, a great place to start. But like what sort of would you say to somebody who really wants to give this, give this making tiny journals, you know, noting things about their world onto paper? Like what could they do right now to action that? Um. You know, I think one of the best things we can do is even if we don't have like a studio, we can have like a little box full of supplies. Yes. And do do you have dollar stores in Australia? Yes. Yes. Same sort of thing as that. Yep. Yep. We certainly do. Okay. I'm amazed at what they have in a dollar store. Mm -hmm. I mean, just like, I mean, there's paint in in, in a dollar store. There's like, there's, there's little things. There's all kinds of things. Get masking tape. Mm-hmm. You know, get crayons. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you keep a journal, just doodle in the journal. Just give yourself permission. Like, have a box where you allow yourself to play and not be judgmental. Yeah. Like, if you think about, you know, the pieces that are so important in my class, they're really not an art supply. Yeah. Right? It's cardboard. Yeah. yeah. It's packing tape. Some hot water. It's a mm-hmm. magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, think about, you know, like the first book I did, I mean, I took apart a book I read and I moved the words around and I just, I painted it with house paint. It does not matter. It is yeah. simply a be- a beginning yeah. and there's so much out there. Yes. I mean, there's so much out there. Yeah. I mean, just Instagram is a wealth of information. I would be willing to bet pretty much everybody listening right now would have enough things in their immediate space to actually yeah. get themselves started. Like Totally. I mean, you don't have to do much. You can take, you can, you know, like in bookstores, they have like those little teeny tiny books. Mm, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Happy Mother's Day, whatever. Yep. You know, just throw some paint over those pages. Yes. Yeah. Glue some stuff on the cover. Yeah. Use the book. <laughs> Yeah. You know, it, 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 this is not, you know, this is, this is, it's so simple. I mean, you're just, you know, just think of yourself as putting little pieces of you on something and giving yeah. yourself permission and not judging, like, yeah. like, like summoning up your five-year-old self. Yeah. I like that idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. I mean, you know, make a clothesline. Like just get some clothespins. I, I, I have a clothesline over my studio desk and I have, I have one in my studio kitchen. I have one outside over a little well. Mm-hmm. I mean, just string with some clotheslines and just, just like, you know, or as someone said, an art line. It's not a clothesline. It's an art oh, line. Yeah. But um, you, you can just hang things up that inspire you. I mean, start there. Yeah. That's, that's really perfect. <laughs> yeah. 
Colleen, this has been such a wonderful chat. I have just loved every minute of this. Uh, your Thank your you. joy and your love and your passion comes through uh, everything everything that you do and you're saying it's 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 just an absolute honor to have you here um, in the posse. Thank Thank you. And my dings and my email dings. Yeah, and, and my it's, phone. It's, you. And it's all you. <laughs> it's totally me. It's tr- I promise. I got I, I got to do a little better, but yeah. <laughs> it's fine. So just to wrap up, could you tell the listeners the best place to find you online? Um, well, everything is my name. So mm-hmm. Colleen Atara is my website. Yep. And it's like at Tara. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's also my Instagram. Yep. It's also my Facebook. Um, I really love Instagram. Like yeah. I really like it's like it it just is so easy for me mm-hmm. to show up on Instagram. Yeah. Um, and I only show up when I feel like saying something, which I I really often do, like mostly daily. But if mm-hmm. I don't, I like I I don't feel like I have to post. So it's like yeah. just feels authentic and real and good. Yeah. Um, but I love that. Yeah, so I'm I'm pretty easy to find. And then, right. you know, my my email is the same, like, you yeah. know, calling yeah. Colleen it's nice and easy all the same yeah and um yeah there's just lots of stuff and i so there's there's also lots of stuff on on my website like articles that were published on me how to's you can go into Mm -hmm. press you'll see them yeah so there's stuff thank you so much colleen i just this has been such a beautiful chat thank you so much 